0: Well good morning Lighthouse. It's exciting to be here and uh, you know our vision statement for Lighthouse is that Lighthouse Community Church will know God and show God through making disciples of Jesus Christ by connecting people to God, community, and purpose. <clears throat> and that's what we're about. And, uh, and this whole idea of making disciples, can I just tell you something? It doesn't happen by osmosis. We got to work at it, all right? When you look at scripture, Jesus' disciples didn't just sit at home reading the Old Testament scrolls. They were on the road with Jesus. They were on a road trip with him, all right? For three years, they were hanging out with him. Can I tell you something? We are attempting to make every, uh, provide every opportunity for you, for us, to be disciples of Jesus so that we can look like Jesus, and I want to highly encourage you to be a part Of this conference that we're doing right here at lighthouse make sure you check it out so today we continue uh talking about just kind of this offshoot for just two weeks out of out of our unleashed series uh in acts because we talked about ananias and sapphira and how they took what they had and lied to god and, uh, and ended up paying the price, and that gave us the opportunity to kind of shoot off for a second and talk about our favorite subject that we love to talk about, politics and money. So we're going to talk about money today, all right? And, and I mentioned it last week, if you've been at Lighthouse for the last seven years or any part of that, you know I, I, I don't talk about money typically, all right? It's not my favorite thing to talk about because of people's preconceived ideas of what the church says and does about money but you know what god talks about money all right jesus talked about money and so we're going to take today we're going to wrap up these two weeks next week we're going to dive right back into the book of acts but we're going to talk today finish up and talk about tithing and uh most of us when it comes to money most of us have different ideas and thoughts about tithing okay what is the tithe and what's the benefit to me in fact, there were, there were two men who got stranded on a desert island. And one of the men, the first, man was, the first man was pacing back and forth on the island. He was nervous and he was scared. The second man, he just laid there sunning himself on the island. The first man said to the second man, aren't you scared? Aren't you scared they are going to die? The second man said, no, not at all. I make a good living. I have a great job. I make $100,000 a week and I tithe regularly every week to the church, my pastor will find me. (laughs) Many of us, (laughs) many of us struggle with what tithing is, all right? Uh, uh, Those of us who grew up in the church, we kind of know what tithing is. Some of us who are maybe newer to the church, newer to the faith, We don't know what tithing is. So I thought I'd start out, not many pastors do this, but I thought I'd start out by talking about what tithing is not. Okay? Kind of help us out, kind of hone in on what tithing is. So we're going to talk just for a moment about what tithing is not. Okay? Tithing is not a tip. Tithing is not a tip to God. Tithing is not what we give to God for good service. Right? And if God meets all my needs and expectations, then I give God his 10%. If he doesn't, well, I tip according to service, right? It's not a tip. It's not a tip. It's also not dues. It's not dues to the country club, all right? We don't pay, and then we get certain things from the church, all right? We had, when, when I was uh, pastoring in Sacramento, we had a dude that came in one time, and uh, he, no lie, walked straight to the back of the office area and just started making copies on the, the copying machine for, like, personal stuff, and our office admin said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Hey, I paid my tithe. All right, I get to use this stuff." It's like that. It's like uh, tithe. Our tithe is not dues to the church. Okay, we don't have a pool. We don't have a weightlifting set. It's not dues to the club. All right. It's also not a tax. It's not a tax. All right. God's not, not like the federal government. There's more to it than that. It's not a down payment on our mansion in heaven. Okay, that we keep giving money and our mansion gets bigger. It doesn't work that way, okay? It's not a retirement or investment fund, all right? It's not your spiritual 401k, all right? It's not a fine. It's not a guilt fine. Like anytime I, anytime I sin, I just slip a little bit more money. Believe me, we would have more than enough money <laughs> if we paid a guilt fine, okay? It's not that. It's not a tip, it's not dues, not a tax, not a down payment, not retirement or investment fund. It's not a fine. So what is the tithe? What is a tithe? Well, tithe literally means 10. It literally means 10. And throughout Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, this concept of giving 10% of what God blesses us with is is typical, all right? It, it, it's uh, giving back to God ten percent for all of His blessings upon us, and typically we associate the tithe or the giving of ten percent to the law, or Scripture calls it the Torah. Okay, the fact of the matter is that giving ten percent back to God precedes the law. Did you hear me? It precedes the law. In fact, if you look at Genesis chapter 14, you see that Abraham, after God had blessed Abraham immensely, Abraham went to Melchizedek, which, come on, isn't that a cool name? Like, I know I'm having a son, uh, a grandson, and I'm lobbying for the name Melchizedek, all right? But Abraham came back, and he gave 10% to Melchizedek, who was a king, but also a priest of God because of the blessings upon Abraham's life. Later on, in in Genesis chapter 28, we see that Jacob promised to give 10% to God. And then, so so you see that, it precedes the law, this idea of blessing God for his blessings upon us. And And then when you read throughout Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and especially Deuteronomy, we see where this idea of tax actually makes its way into the law. Okay, in fact, the Jews, when you look at at tithing, this idea of of tithing, the Jews didn't just give 10%. There were four different tithes that they gave. They gave a tithe of first fruits, they gave a tithe to the Levites, they were the, the spiritual leaders, the ones that worked at the temple. They gave a tithe for the temple and for the major feasts. And they also gave a tithe to the poor. Scholars believe that Jews actually gave up to 25%. 25%, not 10, 25% of their proceeds, of their blessing from God. So why? I mean, we look at us today, and the question is why? Doug, last week you talked about how God doesn't need our money so why do we need to give god money why do we got to give god anything because it comes down to this it comes down to this see god knows our hearts god knows our hearts and giving giving is a heart issue giving is a heart issue it's not a money issue see god knows us because he created us right And God knows that most of us here, most of us, I'd say the vast majority of us, view money like we view air and water. Gotta have it, right? Gotta have it to live. I gotta have it to buy food to live. I gotta have it, in most cases, to pay for the water to drink. And like air and water, we believe that we have to have money. And man, we do all we can to collect all that we can and hold on to all that we can and decide what we're going to do with my money right who is god to tell me to give him any money so god knows god knows that for us it's not a matter of dollars and cents it's a matter of heart it's a matter of what's in our heart and what we do with our money is a reflection of what's in our hearts god created us he knows our hearts in fact look at what jesus said jesus said do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and burman destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Do you see where Jesus is, what he's saying there? He said, make sure that you don't put your value in things that can be burned up and gone away, right? Make sure that you put your money in secure places. He goes on to say, for where your treasure is, there, your heart will be also. I'm just gonna let that, I'm gonna let that stand for just a second. And let you ponder that. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And if you and I reflect on our on our checkbook and our bank account, if we reflect and, and look at where we're spending our money. It shows where our heart is Jesus said for where your treasure is there your heart will be also what do you treasure what's valuable to you in all honesty when it's just you you sitting by yourself not having to impress anybody not having to try and defend why where where where's your treasure Jesus went on to say no one can serve two masters Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Can't do it. You can't go for both. You can't be 100% in trying to make money and trying to 100% please God. you got to do one or the other because you can't serve both. So that brings up the question, just a side note, Okay. Do you serve your money, or does your money serve you? Do you serve your money? Do you go where the money is? Do you, do you spend your money on the things that are going to serve you, or does your money serve you? It's a means to an end. And what is that end? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Father, over the next few minutes, as we talk about about the tithe, Lord, in today's culture, we're kind of uncomfortable talking about money in church, but God, you know because you are our creator that money is a means to an end. You know because you are our creator that, that money is a heart issue, that how we use money reveals what our heart believes so as we talk about this god i pray that we would be open to what you want to say to us that we would clear out all the nonsense of "oh, the church just talks about money and god we would listen for your voice to speak to us now i just want to give you a moment in your prayer and just say god speak to me god push everything out to the side that's interfering with me hearing your voice and speak to me just pray something like that thank you god we pray these things in jesus name Amen. All right. So the biggest question when we talk about tithing is why? Why? Why do we need to tithe? There are a number of different reasons I just want to share with you this morning. We're going to be talking about a lot of different scripture. But the first thing we find out is that tithing reveals God's character. When you and I give, when we give that 10%, when we give that 10% or more, what we're doing is revealing god's character because our god is a giver you realize that right i mean the the most famous verse in scripture says this for god so loved the world that he what let me catch you one more time for god so loved the world that he what Gave. gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life God, God's treasure, does this not reveal where God's treasure is? His treasure is you. His treasure is you. And where His treasure is, His heart was as well. And so God loves you so much that He gave His one and only Son. And you and I are supposed to reflect our Heavenly Father. It's true. It's what it says in Scripture, in Ephesians chapter 5. It says, therefore, be imitators of God. Say those three words, "imitators imitators of God. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live in love... Just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. We are to be imitators of our God who gave his one and only Son. When you and I give, when we tithe, when we give offerings, we are merely reflecting the character of our God. And I love, when, and I'm going to talk about this in just a moment, one of my favorite scriptures is found in 1 John, okay, and I don't, want to, I don't want to blow the ending here, all right? But you and I reveal God when we give, and especially when we give generously, okay? Which leads us to the second thing, that not only do we reveal God's character, but we are also blessed to be a blessing, And I talked about this a little bit last week, that you and I are blessed to be a blessing. And we're blessed in different proportions, and we're blessed with different things, but we all are blessed to be a blessing. And this whole idea of blessed to be a blessing goes all the way back to Abraham, who gave generously to Melchizedek, okay? But it goes all the way back to Abraham when God made a promise to Abraham that his descendants would be like the sand on the seashore. Why? So Abraham could have this great name? No, so that his children would be a blessing to the nations. And that was the call of Israel throughout their history is that God would bless them not so they could hoard it and keep it, but so that they could give it away and be a blessing to the nations. And not just financially, but that they would give away God. They were blessed so that other nations would look at them and say, oh my word, their God is powerful Their God loves them, and their God pours out his blessings on them, and their blessings have overflowed onto us. I want to know more about their God. And they were blessed to be a blessing. And there are a number of things underneath this idea of being blessed to be a blessing. Okay, the first thing when we talk about the tithe is that it's not a number. As I said, it's a heart issue. It's not a number, it's a heart issue. And if, we're, if our heart isn't in the right place, we can't be a blessing to other nations. And it angers God. Look at what scripture says. It says in, in Isaiah 29, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules They have been taught and i think about it and i think about the times that i come to church and i have come to church on sunday mornings or at other times and all i'm doing is following rules that were taught to me by other people and i sing the songs great are you lord right i sing these songs but they're only words and God says, Doug, your heart is far from me. And one of the ways that God reveals, that, that we reveal our connectedness to God is through the giving of our money. I know I'm, I'm treading lightly right now. I know I'm walking on eggshells egg a little bit because money is such a sensitive subject for many of us. But I've got to be honest with you part of me doesn't care because this is this is God's talking and this is an issue not between you and me and it's not an issue between you and lighthouse it it comes down to this is an issue between you and God and what we do with our money reveals the commitment that we have to God in our heart the second thing is, how much should I keep? See, in the Old Testament, their question was, how much should I give? But because of our relationship in the new covenant through Jesus Christ, the no, long, no longer is the question, how much should I give? The question is, how much should I keep? Okay? And there are three examples in the New Testament that talk about this idea of generosity. In Luke chapter 3, John the Baptist was baptizing people. Thus, the name Baptist. But anyway, John the Baptist was baptizing people, and and they fell under conviction. They, they, They realized that they were in the wrong place with God. They were out of alignment with God. And they said to John the Baptist, under this conviction and condemnation that they felt, not condemnation, but the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that they were out of alignment with God and living in sin. And they said, what do we do? What do we do? And here's what John the Baptist said. John answered, "Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same." He didn't say he didn't say go to the temple and 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 give a a, a an unblemished sheep or a perfect lamb. Okay, he didn't say, what did he do? He said it's going to cost you more than that. If you've got two shirts, give away one of them. It wasn't ten percent. It was. 50%. And then we go to Luke chapter 19. And, and I love this story. I don't have enough time to play it out and tease it out. But, but Jesus is walking along, and there's this, this, this little tax collector. He was the main head tax collector. His name is Zacchaeus. And he was short. He couldn't see Jesus, so he ran up ahead, and he climbed up in a tree. And there's so many things in this story that are so awesome. Okay, but we'll catch it another time. But Zacchaeus jumps up in the tree. And Jesus comes along, he stops the whole parade, and he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, I'm having dinner at your house tonight. And, and, and you got to understand, at that point in time, that was like, I mean, you think of your favorite celebrity, athlete, spiritual leader, okay, them coming to you and saying, I- I'm going to come to your house and have dinner. You'd be like, woo-hoo, All right? And so Z- Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house, and Zacchaeus, who, who, up until he was with Jesus, he, he was stealing money from people, right? That was his job. He was a Jewish collaborator with the Romans. People hated him. And he fell under conviction that he was out of alignment with God. And this is what Zacchaeus said. It says, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. I give half half of my possessions to the poor and if i've cheated anybody out of anything i will pay back four times the amount not 10 percent 50 percent is what zacchaeus gave and now and now the peace de resistance in luke 18 there's a rich young man that comes to jesus and he says what do i have to do and to inherit the kingdom of heaven and jesus says you know Uh, honor your father and mother and you know one or two other of the command and the rich young man says I've done those things I've done those things and then Jesus just lowers the boom because remember I told you that God knows our heart he knows what our treasure is and where our heart lies and then Jesus lowers the boom and says this when Jesus heard this he said to this young man you still lack one thing sell what's that next word sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have what? Treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. What would you do? What would you do if God came to you and said, sell everything. Give it away. And enroll in a monastery and become a monk and follow me Wow 50% 50% 100% and all God is saying really is 10% and to be honest with you that's a start in this new covenant with Jesus right so you know we've got it's a number it's not a number it's a hard issue how much should I keep the third thing is being blessed versus being cursed being blessed versus being cursed what is the opposite of being blessed is being cursed right uh, and that's what we see in, in, uh, when in the prophet Malachi when Malachi is talking in Malachi chapter three God is is frustrated with his children. And they're living in a place where they're cursed and they don't understand why. And they say, why, God? What have we done? What have we done? And here's what God answers in Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. God says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. God doesn't need our money. He wants our heart. Yeah. And that tithe is a reflection of what we treasure and value. It's not that God needs our money but, or that we're checking off a box. It's the fact that we want to bless God for blessing us. We want to bless others because God has blessed us so much. And because Israel wasn't blessing God and keeping these things... They lived under a curse. Why? Because they weren't giving God money? No, because their hearts weren't right. Money is only a reflection of where our heart is. Is this too much for you? Is this too heavy? Let's keep going, all right? So, we talked about, uh, so, this is what God says. Check this out. This is awesome in Malachi. He says you're robbing me but check out what he says next he says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this this is what god says test me and it's specifically for people i've been there before those of you who are oldsters in the church you've probably been here before where you look at and go dear god i can't afford 10 percent If you saw how much my my rent was or or my mortgage, and on top of that I have to pay for water and electricity, have you seen gas prices lately, Doug? I mean, where am I coming up with all this money? How can I possibly pay 10%? And God says, test me. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. And pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. Remember, it's a hard issue. God is not the lottery. It's not a thing where we go, "Woo!" We give ten percent. God gives us fifty back. Right? No. Why do we do it? Not so that we get more so that we bless God and bless others, and God will meet your needs. My friends, this is stuck, stuck with me. Over the last two summers, we've talked through Psalms, right? We've talked through the Psalms. My favorite Psalm, I, I, it's my favorite one now, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And we talked about how that was David's faith statement. It wasn't a little poem or limerick that David wrote for his kids that they could say before they went to bed. It was David's faith statement. And as we studied shepherds, we realized that shepherds had two responsibilities over the flock. To protect and to provide. To protect and to provide. To protect and to provide. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He protects, and he provides. Next, really quick, we give with joy. We give with joy, all right? Blessed to be a blessing. How many people, if someone came to you and was like, <sighs> my pastor said I have to be blessed to be a blessing, so here. <laughs> I mean, you almost just want to go, no, just keep it. Just, just keep, obviously, you need it more than I do, okay? We give with joy. When Sean and I were first married, we made a decision to give 10%. 10%. And we have done that faithfully now for over 31 years. Can I tell you something? When we made that decision, we were living regularly on macaroni and cheese. Specifically, shells and cheese, right? Velveeta shells and cheese. Love that stuff, right? We ate a lot of... Uh, uh, hamburger Helper, beef stroganoff, right? We didn't have a lot, but we made it. And ca- if I'm really honest with you, before that, I was a pastor on staff and I didn't tithe. I didn't tithe. I was out of alignment with God. But in that moment, we made a decision. We made a decision that from now on, we are going to tithe. And it has expanded in that 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 we tithe not just on on you know what sean makes for where she works and what i get from the church but when i speak at outside engagements or when i do other things and and there are times when people will slip me so we tithe we tithe and i'm gonna i'll be really honest with you sean and i were laughing about this yesterday that for most of my for most of my pastoral changes i've taken a pay cut I've taken a pay cut almost almost every single time I've moved we've taken a pay cut and guess what God's faithful every single time God has been faithful which leads us to the last thing is that we do give in faith there are times when we look back and we go I don't know I I, I don't know how we're gonna make it I don't we're gonna we're living check to check Sean's like man we got cut back on things and most of you here know what that's like some of you are living in that right now and you're like i don't know i don't i don't know how i'm going to do it and this is where we step out in faith what did god say in malachi he said test me test me and see if i do not be-. i'm going to tell you what right now as sean and i have consistently tied over 31 years and, and and we took pay cuts and there were times when man we didn't know how we were going to make it guess what We made it. We made it. Why? Because God is faithful. So we're going to wrap up right now. We know that tithing reveals God's character. We know that tithing is, we are blessed to be a blessing and tithing reveals that. And finally, the last thing is that we give to join God in his mission. We give to join God in his mission. When you tithe, when you give back to God through the church, all right? Uh, or the storehouse, as Malachi calls it, we are funding the proclamation of God's work and God's mission in our community. Did you catch that? I know the band's walking up. Everybody eyes up here. They're beautiful. Look, at there's Amanda. Everybody wave at Amanda. Hi, Amanda, we saw you. Okay, there we go. Now you can come back up here, all right? When we give to the church, it reveals our heart. It reveals our God. We are blessed to be a blessing, and we are joining God in his mission because our money together makes it easier for us and gives us a wider swath to be able to paint, to proclaim the gospel message of God's love and faithfulness, that salvation message that Jesus Christ died for our community so that they can have everlasting life. We do that together, and we join God in his mission. Amen. And this is the scripture I was talking about from 1 John. By this, we know that we are in him. By this, we know we are in Christ. The one who says he resides in God ought himself to walk just as Jesus walked. We follow in his footsteps. We follow in Jesus' mission. We follow in obedience to Scripture. We follow in obedience to Jesus' commandments. And we will change the world it's not just because giving is a command it's because we love god and it reveals our heart here's the challenge for us today do i want to live in god's fullness do you do you want to live in god's fullness do you want to live in god's presence do you want to live in god's provision then what is holding me back from giving back to God what is rightfully his? I know that there are people who would say, well, you know what, the New Testament, that tithing is an Old Testament command, Doug. And to that I would answer, then we don't understand the scriptures. Because when you you read the scriptures, we see God's tithe. You know what it was? It was Jesus Scripture says that Jesus was the firstborn. He was the firstfruits from the dead. What are the firstfruits? It's the tithe. God gave us the example right there in the New Testament. This isn't an Old Testament, New Testament thing. It's a heart issue, my friends. That's what it comes down to. Do I want to live in God's fullness? Do I want to live in God's blessing and in His provision? Do I trust God to meet my needs? Do I want to be part of God's mission to seek and to save the lost? Which includes my family members who don't know Jesus. Can I tell you something? Out there on the prayer board right outside this wall, every Thursday when the men get together and I think when the women come together they do it too and the staff when we get together we go out to that prayer wall and we pray and I can tell you that there are a number of requests on that wall and if you have a prayer request there are post-it notes out there and pens please write your request and know that it will get prayed for this week okay but there are a number of requests out there for family members who don't know jesus this is one of the ways that we that we join god in his mission of seeking and saving the lost which includes our family members which includes our neighbors and our friends who don't know him, our co workers, our fellow students. This is our way to join him. I read a story about uh, a missionary in Africa. Grab a drink here, real quick. I read a story about a missionary in Africa who received at the, a knock at the door of his hut. And when he opened the door to his hut, there was a, a little child there, standing there, holding a fish. And, and the little boy said to the missionary, he said, Reverend, you taught on the tithe, and so I'm bringing my tithe to you. And the missionary reached out and, and thankfully grabbed the fish from the little boy. But he, he said to him, he said, well, if this is the tithe, where are the other nine fish And the little boy said, oh, they're back in the stream. I'm leaving right now to go catch them. You want to talk about faith and giving, right? I, I, I mean, that's it. My friends, that's what tithing is. It's us blessing God. It's where our heart is. It's not a numerical value. It's not a percentage. It's where our heart is. And for those of us who are looking at it going, man, I don't know if I can do this. God says, test me. Just to, and, and I'll throw it out to you. I'll throw it out to you. I didn't check with the board if this is okay. But I'm going to do this. If you start tithing, and you tithe 10%, and in two months from now, if you look at it and you say, God, I, I need my money back, we'll give it back to you. We believe that much that God will bless you. And I know some of our, I think Dan might be sitting there going, don't do that. I trust God. I believe that God will be faithful to his word. And if you start brand new, start tithing right now, and in two months from now you're looking at it and say, I need my money back, we'll give it back to you. Because I believe that God will be faithful to you. I believe it. So, three questions. Stand up with me. Stand up with me. Three questions for you and me this morning to think about and ponder this week, to talk around the lunch table, okay? Uh, And to think through. First question What keeps me from tithing? What keeps me? What's keeping me from tithing? Huh? Am I scared? Am I scared to give up that 10%? And can I encourage you to even take it a step farther and that it's the right? The, the first check that you write, is the first thing that you do with your money, and you put it in me, that's what we do. It's the first, why? Because it's first fruits. It's first fruits. In the Old Testament, the, a field was con- entirely considered God's field until that farmer gave his first fruits offering, and then the field was blessed for him and his family to use. Okay, first fruits. We don't give God leftovers we give him first okay what keeps us from tithing second what will it cost me if i don't tithe what blessings are you missing out on because you're not tithing and i get it i've been there i have folks i I admitted to you there was a time in my life i did not tithe even when i was working at a church i understand things better now and so do you now What will it cost me if I don't tithe? And finally, number three, will I start tithing? Will I swallow hard? Will I step out and give to the storehouse? Give your tithe. And then offerings above that. I mean, I know that there are those of you who give to Faith Promise, to support missionaries. That's over and above tithes. It's an offering. I know there are others of you that give to other people in situations where somebody's hurting. Maybe you've taken a, some groceries or maybe you've given a gift. Give. Hey, that's awesome. That's an offering that you, you're blessing God that way, okay? But will I start tithing? Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you, God, that you have blessed us to be a blessing. God, regardless of what we have, Regardless of our income, regardless of how much money we have or don't have in the bank, regardless of what we're driving or wearing, Lord, you have blessed us. And we proclaim that blessing and understand that what we do with our money is a revelation of our heart. God, I so want to reveal your character. Help me this year to be more generous, God. Help Sean and I to be more generous this year. And I pray for my friends, especially those who right now are maybe swallowing hard, and they're really thinking through this, considering whether they can do this or not. I pray that they would remember what you said in Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Test me. Jesus, you are the good shepherd. And I believe that you will meet our needs and exceed our expectation because you are god may we glorify you because then you will open up the heavens a mighty river thank you god we love you and we pray these things in jesus name and everybody said amen Amen. let's keep worshiping worshiping Worshiping. worship let's worship